You're listening to Fly By Night, a podcast by FedEx Pilots for FedEx Pilots. Brought to you by the FedEx Master Executive Council of the Airline Pilots Association. And now, here's your host, MEC Communications Chair, Captain Chris Lee. My guests today are Negotiating Committee Chair, Captain Pat May, and Negotiating Committee Member, Captain Rich Brown. Thanks for coming. Pat, we've read some recent comms where the MEC approved the Hong Kong-based closure MOU and other agreements while you're also negotiating the larger Section 6 items. Can you talk about that? Yeah, hey, Chris. Thanks for having us on. There have been some critical issues as we've negotiated Section 6 that are external to that process. An example, as you mentioned, was the Hong Kong base closure. We needed to lay out a process for pilots who are out on the temporary evacuation and needed to relocate back in to close down their Hong Kong flat and then again exit the domicile to their new base or their new assignment. In addition to that, the company identified the COVID MOU, the Medical Measures MOU, and the company had a desire to update that agreement. You know, it's been in place for nearly two years, actually exactly two years now this month. And the agreement, when we first put that together, uh, there were no vaccinations at all. There was very little guidance at that time from the uh, CDC. So the company feels like the time's right to update that agreement. There is a termination clause in it that the company felt that could be utilized. Uh, We're happy to see that they didn't choose that path. You know, that would have been a hard stop. This is more of a transition MOU to get us out of eventually the pandemic. And as the pandemic starts to moderate a bit here, uh, FedEx felt it was appropriate to take the next step, which is an updated medical measures MOU. Can you talk to the pilots about what's similar and what's different in this MOU? Sure, Chris. We'll start out with what's similar between the two MOUs. And the first thing is something that's not in either MOU. There's uh, no requirement for a pilot to receive a vaccination of any kind. The uh, new MOU also provides for uh, pay protection for pilots who are COVID positive. It provides pay protection for work-related close contacts for those pilots that are outside the United States. It also provides for R-day pay when you're away from a base over the footprint of a company paid activity. For vacations, any uh, vacation that overlaps with a quarantine or isolation footprint is protected. And finally, there is a piece for a leave of absence for pilots who are, are or who have family members who are considered high risk. Yeah, just a couple further details on that. The R-Day protection is away from base, and that's for if you're outside the United States. And what Rich mentioned there, which is extremely important and valuable to our pilots, has been the vacation protection. You know, there's been, unfortunately, some circumstances where pilots have become COVID positive, and they also happen to have a vacation that fell over that same quarantine. And that, unfortunately, was a, a loss to the pilot's vacation. So we were successful in the very first MOU, and we were able to carry that same language forward into this new MOU where there'd be a reinstatement of the hours that ultimately get paid out to the pilot at the end of the year as vacation cash out. That's right, Pat. And uh, I also just wanted to to, uh, clarify that uh, the protections from the previous MOU about per diem and hotels and travel for those pilots that are um, in a quarantine away from home are still present. Uh, in this current MOU. All right, let's talk some about what's different. So in the new agreement, the new medical measures MOU, we've actually gone in and defined what a fully vaccinated and up-to-date pilot is. That's per the CDC guidelines. Now there's pay for pilots who will 
fly into the operationally restricted countries, and those countries are identified on PFC by the company, the 26M restrictions. The 26M refers to the CBA uh, language. There's also pay for pilots who have or will receive a booster to maintain their up-to-date status. The sick leave tracking system, if you're COVID positive, will not actually count against you in that system. There's also special projects pay for pilots who are required to test prior to entry, and there's limitations that are spelled out in the actual MOU itself. And then finally, there's some pay protections for pilots who have legality issues flying into restricted countries, utilizing R-day replacement and general makeup to basically get full pay back on the trip that was lost due to what is now today the current NQN solution. Yeah, I just wanted to add in there that special projects pay for pilots who are required to test. That special projects pay only applies in cases where the testing is required prior to the beginning of the trip. Can you talk about the NQN situation for pilots who were restricted because of their vaccination status? The uh, NQN situation as it stands right now, uh, Pat just talked about how that's been solved going forward, but we still have people in that situation right now. So there is a transition piece to the agreement. And basically the way that's going to work is for the May bid month, pilots who have have an NQN footprint from removed trips, those removed credit hours will be reflected in their general makeup bank and that NQN footprint will be removed from their schedule so they can actually pick up trips over that footprint. And then moving forward into June, any NQN 26M restrictions for those lines will be replaced with R-Days. Any differential between the R-Day value and the value of the trip will be a general makeup. That's basically the way that it will work going forward in the current MOU. These pilots, though, will have a VIPS notification that will allow them to remove those R-Days only in the June bid period and there'll be a time limit on doing that. Those pilots will have until 5 p.m. Central on the 24th of May to make such an election. And the reason for that was we have these pilots out here who have this NQN footprint and have had trips removed. We didn't want to have them end up with our days put over that period when they were expecting that time off. And if the pilot makes that election, that email notification to the system, they really want to do that as quick or as soon as possible so the company has the advanced lead time to get the ball rolling on the removal of those R-Days. Well, does this wrap up all the COVID-related issues? Well, Chris, there, there were a number of cases that the pilots had sent in as a result of the first MOU that were unresolved before our negotiated agreement for the updated MOU. So we took the opportunity to resolve those cases, wrap them all up. Those details are attached and will be communicated to the pilots. In addition to that, the grievance committee will reach out to those pilots individually to ensure that they understand the details of those agreements and the outcome, which was a successful outcome on behalf of all of those pilots that were impacted. Any final thoughts? Yeah, Chris, this has taken obviously some substantial time and work. While we've also been negotiating full negotiation section six, uh, the effort though has been required and necessary. We certainly are looking forward to moving on to just the Section 6 negotiations. We have put out some more dates with the company on Section 6, and we're looking to wrap up those negotiations. We have a substantial amount of work ahead of us, and I know we're going to be uh, talking about that here shortly with you and Rich, and we'll provide some more details on that. Pat and Rich, thanks for coming. 
And thanks for listening. If you have any questions, please go to our website, fdx.alpha.org, and utilize the DART link. And as always, be safe out there, and we'll see you next time.